On this week's edition of the Big Ditkus Fantasy Football Podcast, Mike and Mike ramble on about something. I don't know. We're both pretty tired. Let's see how it goes. to the Big Ditkas Podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this week's edition of the Big Ditkas Fantasy Football Podcast. It's week eight. We got Mike and Mike. How you doing, Mike? Not too bad. Not too bad. All things considering, um, it's been a good week. Uh, how are you doing? I am doing all right, man. Yeah, same same here. Weather's nice, which always makes it great, right? Weather's nice. Um, I didn't have internet for a couple of days, so it really, you know, you realize how much time the internet takes up and how much time you spent just sitting behind a computer. And especially with everybody working from home, it was nice to just say to my boss, well, I, I'll work a little bit, but not much I can do. So yourself, if there's any week that you had to lose the internet for a couple of days. This was probably the week to lose the internet for a couple of days. I think it might've actually been a blessing for you <laughs> it was a good week for it man it was indeed a very good week for it so yeah yeah all's well so week eight fantasy football let's talk about what is going on let's start right out what happened hey, what happened and do we even know what happened i mean i watched a fair amount of football last weekend I can't remember. I don't know. The week it seems it's been late nights and stuff. But uh, let's start with uh, let's start with uh, what I want to talk about. You is uh, you know you texted me and said really really happy this week. And I know part of it was was Dalvin Cook, but also part of it was Tua and uh, and him coming out. How did that go? Did you watch the game? I watched the whole game. It was the only game I watched in its entirety. Um, and I just turned turned into a fan. Um, and it was just fantastic. It's been. Wait, 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 wait. When you watch a, Dol- a regular Dolphins fan, you're not a fan? Or you're more, like, critical of it is what you're saying? Well, yeah, it wasn't, like, a regular viewing of, you know, turn on Red Zone and see how everything's going and check out the stats as it's going along. This was just sit down, put on my Dolphins jersey, and and just enjoy. I don't sit on one game. Whenever I watch football on Sundays, I'm, I'm, I've got Red Zone on, and I might have a couple games that I'm watching. Um, on a couple devices, laptop, TV, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, this was just purely, you know, I'm just going to watch this entire game all the way through because it was a big one. It was Tua's debut. And uh, I texted the group in the group chat and I said, you know, I'm so happy. Uh, everything's just great. And it was just nice to, it's been so long since the team that I follow had, had like a not just the star component coming in, but even watching the game itself, like they scored on special teams, on defense, on offense. They did it right. It was a full, complete game. So it wasn't just like we're banking on, for the most part, the defense held them in and and won them the game. But there were so many different components that came to, to help Miami get that win. It was just, it was fun. And you know, that doesn't always happen. And, you know, I apologize for anyone who's a fan of a team, you know, that isn't going through that right now. But it's been so long since we've had, like, this this kind of momentum with the Dolphins that I was just – it was it was nice. It just reminded me why I really love football and why I love fantasy football and everything is because I love football. And it was just – it kind of just brought me back to, like, the joy of – Just watching of the game. watching the game. Yeah. 
Well, like we did, well, like we talked last time, it seems to be kind of a good time to be a Dolphins fan. It's very a very hopeful time in Dolphins, you know, world. What do you call it? Dolphin land? I don't know what you call it. Marine land? I don't know. Um, Marino land. <laughs> you know, Marino land? Oh, that's even better than what I said. Um, but uh, in that res- Marino land, man, that's good. That's it is good. good. Should coin that. I have a start a little Dolphins fan club up here. You and four guys. <laughs> Hanging out. There are dozens of us. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, like we discussed it last week, but in terms of saying, you know, having the Houston pick still means that even though this team's looking pretty good and looking like they're building the right way, there's more good to come and there's more picks for them. There's more opportunity. Like a lot of teams that get good really have to cash out that future right and you say hey like you said second the the defense was going well the special teams was going well the offense not as well but still they scored when they needed to they got the points off turnovers they did they did their job and you got to feel pretty good about that so it's interesting to see and and it'll be it'll it's i think the dolphins will be one of those interesting teams to see as we get into the playoffs and those kind of things if if they get in, what might happen, right? So, yeah, last year they built a lot of momentum after starting as bad as a franchise possibly could for a season, mm-hmm. and uh, ever since then they basically had a winning record, and they ramped up towards the end of last season. Um, so, if it's any indication, um, I know their defense was a hot commodity on the waiver wires across all of fantasy football this week. Um, you know, there there might be some elements to the team that are worth. Are worth looking at. Um, and all of this again. This, apparently Gaskin is injured right now. Yeah. Um, so, you know, still pay attention to what's going on. But it would be, you know, the start of the season, it was like, don't even look towards Miami. And now it's as the things go along in terms of the fantasy aspect of things, you know, they've, they've become interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And on the other, uh, on the other side of things, you got San Francisco, San Francisco, um, Garoppolo's out. Kittle's out. Um, I mean, I don't know what is going on there in terms of just injury after injury after injury. It's absolutely nuts. And yeah, they're just... they're in they're in a bad place. I feel it's it's not their year. I mean, things almost worked out last year with the the tremendous run to the Super Bowl, but um, we are taping this on a Thursday and it is presently in the fourth quarter yeah, 31 to 3 31 to 3 for the Packers Devontae Adams has 173 yards I think tonight it looks like so far in a touchdown so that's good for Chris wow that is good for Chris yeah. but um yeah San Francisco I mean uh, it's kind of been like this though for them they just they seem to be getting injured and I don't know we'll see I I, I read some rumors that perhaps they're thinking about moving on from Garoppolo and doing something else. So it'll be interesting to see where that goes. Cause I think San Francisco was a team that two years ago, you know, two, three years ago, there was a heck of a lot of, you know, optimism. And obviously they, they, they turned some of that into, you know, uh, the Super Bowl, which is awesome. Right. And, uh, mm-hmm. but man, it's been tough for them. It's been tough for them. And what a tough year, Sandra, you know, San Francisco fan out there. Yeah. Having a tough time. So let's talk, Real quick about, um, oh, which one? I guess I should have done that one. No, I that. say sports, you say nuts. Sports, nuts, sports, nuts. I love that one. God, I love that one. Let's just talk it's about last, last week. Now, you know, like 
I think every week you and I say we're going to do a quick one. And we should stop saying that because they never end up being quick. But let's see if we can make this one. No, never, never. But that's okay. We like talking about this stuff. So there were some incredibly close games last week. And um, I guess I'll go through the other, the the lower ones. But Dirty Girl beat out Pussy Galore um, 95 to 90. So they're both now at three and five. Luckily, neither of them are in the basement because that's where I sit. That's where I like to be. Strike from the basement. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, in terms of that, sorry, I didn't look too, too closely at that game, but uh, it really was, you know, the Indianapolis defense, 15 points. And I think that's where Will's been getting his wins, through the defense, through the kicker, Carlson with 10 points there. And it's not going to go crazy for you. But, you know, overall, um, you know, and even Tom Brady, 19-point performance, not, not, not too crazy. But overall, he just had good performances throughout. And Mike Evans showed up with a touchdown which I think Mike Evans has, has been a pretty frustrating player. Um, you can see here, I don't know if you can see this, but the last two weeks, 3.7, one point. So, you know, and Will is, you know, when I talk to Will, man, there's that guy knows football so well and, and pays so much attention. So good on him for that call. Any thoughts yeah. on this game? Bridgewater had a tough game against Atlanta, um, which hurt us in the other league, by the way. Mm-hmm. So. And you would think that Bridgewater would have a big game because it is Atlanta. Plus, it's a Thursday, so the defense doesn't have as much time as my thought, right? And it's mm-hmm. Atlanta, but uh, alas, what are you going to do? And Gus Edwards has a, had a huge game against Pittsburgh, um, 87 rushing yards, which, I, I mean, as much as that's, you wouldn't say maybe huge, but in that respect, um, let me see here, fantasy fo- points against Pittsburgh um, they were the only team to really put up that level of, you can see here rushing Gus Edwards and J.K. Dobbins, 87 yards for Gus, 113 for J.K. Dobbins. And those are both the highest by any running back so far. And I mean, you know, six yards against Saquon Barkley, 70 for Melvin Gordon, you know, Miles Sanders, 80. So, you know, you got Gus Edwards and J.K. Dobbins both combining for more rushing touchdowns than, and even Derrick Henry. Sorry, I didn't miss Derrick Henry. Only got seventy-five yards. So, you know that that was a pretty crazy, a pretty crazy performance by Gus Edwards. Um, I then, was gonna bring up uh, that whole uh, Edwards Dobbins situation. Um, every like, I actually drafted J.K. Dobbins. Um, to start the season, I eventually dropped and moved on to him because it seemed like he was just too far down mm-hmm. the pecking order. Um, and he's starting to come to fruition, but you know, the talk is, is Edwards going to get the goal line work mm. as much as Dobbins can do stuff. Um, Ebron got, uh, Edwards, got, Gus Edwards got, got the boss. touchdown this past week. And, uh, so you got to wonder how that's going to play out. It's another one of those running back by committees. That's, going to be tough to discern and how it, it's going to go. And then you have Lamar Jackson as well, obviously, who can kill it himself on the ground. Yep. So. Yeah, and it, I, I mean, that's one of the reasons that I didn't start Gus Edwards because they were against Pittsburgh, and Pittsburgh has done a pretty good job of shutting people down. Uh, mm-hmm. J.K. Dobbins, you know what his actual name is? Uh, you can say no. I'm not, I'm not even going to guess. Go for <laughs> it. Jacqueline 
Jacqueline Dobbins. You wouldn't know. You wouldn't have gotten that, would you? I've tried to make a pun, and it just there was no good ones that were coming to the surface. So you got to be quick. You got to be quick. Uh, the other <laughs> game, the next game, then then we got Wolves Wildcats beats the Incredible Hulk, the Incredible Bulk, by just three points, staying seven and one. Um, Incredible Bulk drops to three and five. What uh, I got to get back to the league page here. What does that do for for Wolves? Wolves win streak, so win three wins in a row. And let's have a look at this game right here. I mean, this was all on Justin Herbert from Wolves Wildcats. Who did he bench? Who's his regular QB here? Who's his regular QB? Oh, oh, Kyler Murray. Yeah, so great, great pickup and play by him. Um, and other than that, it was the Pittsburgh defense against Baltimore, 18 points. And you and I discussed because I, uh, I was debating. I had. I had Pittsburgh and I had Philadelphia and I was like, man, Pittsburgh got 18 points against Baltimore. I never think they got that much, but luckily Philadelphia got 20. So I, I felt vindicated (laughs) and the incredible bulk, um, you know, he's, he's, he's roaring back and it's going to be interesting to see here. Um, you know, it's not a, not the great, the greatest week, but he's got great players on his team and he's done some great pickups. And, and when, um, when Nick Chubb comes back off of IR, which which I believe they're they're saying it should, could, should be soon. Yeah, so they're they're hoping they come back after the week nine bye. We'll see where this this goes for his team because you know I mean he was running Aaron Rodgers, which is backup QB because he's got Lamar Jackson. So mm-hmm. it's going to be interesting to see. But that's the way it goes. So well, he we'll, made the right call with that. Lamar Jackson had a had a down week. Yep. Yep. Obviously, he was and playing Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Um, so you'd kind of expect that, but yeah. But the big, the big one, the big game this week was Steam and Willie Beeman less than a point ahead of Ball Fumblers Anonymous to hand Chris his second loss in a row, now five and three. Um, and this, this was all on that Philadelphia defense. If you look at it, it was, it, it all came down to Sunday night. And Philadelphia scored that 20 points, which put John over the top. So, I mean, one of those other games where, again, you go Patrick Mahomes 36 points. And, you, you again, you didn't win, which is something that we've seen, as we discussed last week in the show, a lot. Uh, Derrick Henry going off and 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 in other, you know, other weeks and stuff. And then you still lose that week, which is, you know, I think the week before it was Devonte Adams who went off and still lost. the Devontae week. Adams went off again in this game. He had yep. Tyreek Hill go off Devonte Adams, Mahomes. That's just, you know, it just came down to, uh, to, a, he lost to a full team effort. Um, if you go across, he, um, outside of Cole Beasley, uh, there wasn't really any duds first team in Willie Beeman. Yeah. Yeah, and 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 the interesting thing, look at the touchdown totals here. So Josh Allen, uh, one touchdown, two. Sorry, I'm look, trying to do it real quickly here. One, two, three. Well, Josh Allen had a bad four. game, a surprisingly yes. bad game. Yeah, but Stephen Willie Beeman has f- had four touchdowns, um, and if you compare that to Chris's team, who you know had in the first three players there ten touchdowns on the left side. Um, and Philadelphia is the one that got the extra touchdown, again, that 20 points at the end. 
Um, Josh Allen. That's incredible. Josh Allen's uh, getting interesting here. You know, he he started the season 28, 34, 32 points, dropped to 25 in week four, and hasn't gone over 20 points since then. 18 against Tennessee, 16 against KC. I think the big one here is 16 points against the uh, against the Jets. Yeah. And uh, and 13 points against New England. It's going to be interesting to see if he has a little bit of bounce back this week because he's got Seattle. And Seattle... Seattle should be the game to get him back on. Um, Buffalo receivers obviously should have a field day. They're the worst um, in terms of passing defense in the league. So if there's any game for him to correct himself, uh, this is it. Um, obviously, I told you in the past, I've told the podcast, you know, I had concerns about uh, Josh reservations, about... Josh Allen just because of issues with accuracy in the past and some of his decision making and it really looked like in the first few weeks he cleared that up he was on an MVP pace um, and he was going against some really good teams uh, and he was putting up incredible points and then yeah I don't know I don't know what's up exactly I don't pay close enough attention to the bills to know if there's something else going on but uh, we'll see if he can turn like right the ship against the Seahawks and it's in I mean so so here are the Seahawks against the quarterback and you can see only Kirk Cousins and Nick Mullins they're the only two quarterbacks this year so far who have scored under 20 points um, Kyler Murray and Cam Newton both scored um, 38 and 35 fantasy points against them respectively with Dak Prescott scoring 29 just underneath so it'll be interesting to see what happens uh, for Josh Allen over in that game like you said can he write the ship so mm-hmm. that I mean that I mean what a what a crazy game uh, I, I you know kudos to Chris for not losing his mind too much but he's still in a good place right oh, because yeah. Uh, yeah so you know five and three that's not bad uh, I would take that in a heartbeat. Can I have that? You want to switch? You want to switch? Um, but uh, what a tough loss. What a tough loss. And again, with that Philadelphia defense, what a disgusting game that was. And, oh, Carson Wentz, it just looked bad. It looked bad all around. I, I don't know if you watched that game, but it was it was not pretty, man. <laughs> it was not pretty. It was not pretty at all in the slightest. Um Let's talk. Uh, let's talk real quick. I wanted to talk. I wanted to bring this up as well because you. You actually. You. I, I have this score here. You beat Steve. Um, Steve Rattler. So you both go to four and four now. One nineteen to sixty two points. But you are the person who did it this year. Finally, Dalvin Cook forty six points, and you actually won the week. <laughs> and here's the crazy thing with Dalvin Cook. I don't know if you know this, but Dalvin Cook right now is the RB one. In the league. I don't know if you can see this, how well you can see my screen here. Maybe I should try to make this a little bit bigger. Dalvin Cook is the RB1, but notice game plays. He has one fewer game played than any of the other guys behind him. And he's seven points ahead. On an average per game basis, you can see, look here, it's Dalvin Cook and Christian McCaffrey are clearly tier one. And then Mm -hmm. tier two is Kamara, Jones, and Derrick Henry. You know, so it's it's uh, it was good to see that somebody who finally got that that huge turnout actually got the win. So kudos to yeah. you for that. <laughs> Thank you. That was an easy play on my behalf. It wasn't really that tough to decide to play Dalvin Cook. Um, but yeah, no, he's having a tremendous year. I did feel fortunate in the draft um, when he fell to me. Um, I was kind of really hoping that Hilaire would would drop to me, um, but then. 
obviously he was taken ahead of time. But then when Cook was there, um, it was a no-brainer in terms of me drafting him. Sadly, I drafted Kenyon Drake direct, directly after that, which hasn't been as much of a blessing. <laughs> um, well, you win some, you lose some. Yeah, you win some, you lose some. Um, but yeah, no, he's having a, a fantastic year. He's, uh, yeah, he's he's incredible. My obviously he carried my team, mm-hmm. um, but uh, Giovanni Bernard uh, filling in for Mixon also almost put up twenty points. Um, that was pretty big. Um, and then uh, Tyler Boyd also showed up against Tennessee and Cincinnati's surprising win against the Titans. Uh, a lot of underdogs won this past week. I know they made a lot of uh, noise just about like how many of the teams that weren't expected to win came out and did it. Um, like the Vikings, the Bengals, um, the Patriots almost pulled it off. Um it was close. It was it was much closer than than you would have expected. But the Dolphins uh, over the Rams, you know, um, yeah, there was there was a lot of uh, surprise upsets. Yeah, I, I think it's like you mentioned. Like that's what you like about football. Football is week by week, and you got to win the week, and that's the way it is. You can have a great mm. team, you can roll it out, but at the end of the day, it's each week is different, and um, yeah, that's the joy of fantasy football. And this week's not going well for me. So that's all right. All right. Oh, this week's shaping up to be horrible for me. <laughs> keep it coming. Well, I'm just trying to keep Sandra out of the basement. So, you know, um, yeah, another player in here that I think we should discuss at some point is James Robinson. So James mm-hmm. Robinson right now is the RB5 in the league. He is averaging 15 points a game. So he's the top of that kind of the tier three guys. So, you know, it's not really crazy, but uh, in that respect, I mean, you know, he's a, he's certainly doing quite well and certainly, you know, one of those guys who can be a league winner and, and the incredible bulk to have a guy like that, you can pick up so late that actually pays off. If you look at all the rest of these guys around him, you know, everybody here would have easily been a, a top, you know, uh, top two or th- round two or three. And I don't know where James Robinson went, but I feel like he was probably a good steal. I feel like he was a waiver. Was was he actually drafted? I'm sure he was drafted. I can look that up. You talk for a little bit. Um, in terms of uh, one thing I wanted to bring up, uh, I'm trying to remember his name. Um, the Seahawks, they're running back. Uh, DJ Dallas. Yes. That's what it is. Um because I was one of the ones actively going after uh, Carlos Hyde. Um, and then he also didn't play. The backup to Carson also was <laughs> was left out of the game. And, and DJ Dallas comes in and actually looked um, pretty good. Uh, kind of out of nowhere. Um, there's been a lot of surprise performances. Mm-hmm. Um and and I would say Dallas is one of them. I need I need that to keep going because that's my only my only chance. James Robinson was in fact not drafted, so he was picked up. Yeah, I was going to say I thought he was a waiver wire pickup. He was. I don't know how you remember that, but yeah. And uh, he's got Houston this week and Green Bay. So two not really great, uh, not really great rush defenses, and then Pittsburgh. Things things get a little bit tougher for a little while, but uh, it's going to be interesting to see where uh, where he ends up. And, and how this kind of plays out for uh, for the incredible bulk. I, I do still feel the incredible bulk. I mean, I know he, you know, maybe didn't feel like he's got the record to show it, but has a good 
momentum going team here. And, um, you know, three and five, he's, you're in the mix at that point in this, the way this league is going right now. And as long as Wolves Wildcats keeps, uh, keeps going. So, um, Chris, Chris is competitive every year. Chris is one, he's a, he's a great manager. He always pays a lot of close attention and he's always in the mix. Um, and he'll find those people as, as long as you have those players that just carry you. Like right now I'm, bunch of us are dealing with issues with bye weeks in terms of trying to find out who to put where just to even get us through um if you get those players um that can carry you through the bye weeks can carry you through the injuries um and have the opportune matchups um leading you into the playoffs you're golden and uh and yeah robinson's one of those players this year and it's funny that you mentioned that because you weren't in the league at the time when we started but chris was the uh, uh somewhat of a reaper previously he he would pick up a guy that guy would get injured that week and it was never it was never like oh he twists you know oh he hurt an ankle and it was like oh out for the season and i remember that first that first year he was like what is happening every single player he'd pick up would go down so (laughs) you know it's good that karma has come around for him so you know that's true you don't feel so bad when Chris wins. And he's a pretty grace, graceful winner. But at one point, he won't be, right? At one point, this is going to go to his head. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, I mean, I wanted to see, I wanted to see, sorry, and I haven't looked, and, and obviously you and I are not as prepared as perhaps we normally are. Usually we are a little bit more prepared, but we were discussing other things. What's going on in the waiver wire this week? So let's see what's, I got this Would guy. you like it if I laughed at your misfortune? Huh? Wave to the people. And let's have a look at the waiver wire here and just see what went on and what's going what's going down. So there were a couple defensive pickups. So you can see people are streaming defenses. The Giants got picked up. Washington, Houston. Um, uh, you've got some kickers getting picked up. Greg Zerline got picked up for Jason Myers. A good pick on that one. Um, and let's let's see. I think you know the the interesting one is actually perhaps today. Uh, was it today? It was today. You know, Sandra picks up Naeem Hines. Um, that's an interesting. You know, that's an interesting pickup for sure. And uh, I'm I I, I want to say I hope the, it works out for, her, but I kind of hope it doesn't. <laughs> the, the Colts. I mean, I got Jonathan Taylor right, so like, I'm kind of hoping it doesn't work out because <laughs> I would like to think that Taylor. Still has still has a shot. Um, uh, what's the what's the name of the other back in Indy? Um, Marlon Mack was the, but you, is that no. who you're talking about? Or uh, I'll find it. Jordan Will Jordan Wilkins um, was the hot hand this past week. Mm. Um, Twenty carries and a catch. Um, and then there was issues with Taylor. It looked like he was going to be injured this week, but now just today he came off. Um, he was taken off the questionable list and he was just made to probably going to be playing. I don't know. It seemed like it was Jonathan Taylor's backfield as soon as Marlon Mack went down. And now it seems like it's a full-fledged committee. They're going to go with the hot hand. Um, I'm not thrilled about it, given my situation. I, I drafted Taylor with a lot of hopes in the uh, third round um, because of all the hype that he had coming into the year. Mm-hmm. And uh, he hasn't really produced and I feel like he still has the opportunity to, which is the problem. And I feel like it's what I have with many of my players. And I'm sure other teams are experiencing the same thing when you have all these good players and you're just waiting for them to 
to have their weeks where they just go off. Well, who on, um, India, who on India is producing? Do you have any idea? Because I don't. And again, they're a team that... The three and five think, Carolina oh, Panthers Christ, are on the road this week facing off with the Super Bowl champions who have looked... All right, that scared me. Where is it's this video autoplay playing? websites. Ugh. And it's worse. There's not even a there's not even a pause button. I can't even pause it. There you go. That shouldn't even happen. <laughs> Anyways, um I just wanted to see what I the I thought injury... they banned autoplay websites. <sighs> <laughs> I thought it was outlawed. <laughs> um I was just curious. Okay, sorry about that. What were we talking about? It's okay. We're talking about Indy and the just the pure confusion about how now they're yet another team with their running back by committee that um, you're going to kind of have uh, some swings and misses with. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Ugh. So that's, you know, ugh. You want a team, when you got a team that seems to be doing well, you go, man, there's got to be something on there, but sometimes it just don't happen. Yeah. Such is fantasy football. With those words, I think we're done. I think we're done this week, yeah. I think we're done. I'm ready to be done. I'm ready to be done. 28 minutes. Still so long, man. Well, that's the way it goes. But for Mike and Mike and Fred, we'll see you guys all next week. We'll see you next week, Mike. See you next week, Mike. All right, man.